Welcome to Soul Over Wrestling. This is Luke Barnes. I have a special guest with me here today, and I cannot wait to go over some special insight from a wrestling fan. So stay tuned. Soul Over Wrestling. Thanks for tuning in again to So Over Wrestling. I'm Luke Barnes, and with me today is a special guest by the name of L Boogie. How are you doing today, L? Hey, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing today? L here is from Pennsylvania, and he is a very unique guest. As I was scrolling through some of my wrestling boards, I seen him comment on a post, and all I could think of was, I have some questions for this man. So, L, um, you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself of what would make you a unique wrestling fan? Yes. Um, well, I'm blind, just so everybody knows. And uh, I've been blind for five years, you know, a uh, little accident happened. But, you know, um, I grew up loving wrestling, just like everybody else. I grew up in the 80s. Um, well, I was born in the 80s. <laughs> I grew up maybe in the nineties. So, so you're a nineties kid. So you're you're definitely a uh, attitude era fan. Definitely, I was all all through all through the Monday Night Wars nonstop. Oh man, <laughs> back and forth. Yeah, both nights. Uh, I saw everything happen. So you're uh, um, you're completely um, blind. Yes, sir. All right. Well, man, that's uh, I can't I can't imagine, but uh, what. Uh, you know, you've 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 seen wrestling. You've you obviously you you hear wrestling, but with the current state of the WWE and everything that's happening in all of wrestling right now, I can't imagine not being able to watch it. But what I'm really curious about is, I mean, how how do you like? What do you? I, I, it's really hard for me to word things because I don't want to say what do you look for because obviously it's not what you're looking for. It's what do you listen for? What what do you really I, enjoy about I, wrestling? I actually enjoy, you know, a good commentary when, you know, they let me know what's going on to match the moves. And, you know, um, I can kind of tell what's going on, but at the same time, you know, it's, 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 it's what I'm listening for. You know, the, the slams, the, 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 you know, the, how you get into it. Well, who, um, commentary wise, who do you, uh, who who do you like the most? Like who who best gives gives you the best uh, description of what's going on out of the commentators? Well, I would say more Michael Cole at the moment, but you know, I, everyone loves a good Jr. Oh. You can never miss a good Jr. match. The way he just tells the story and just how it unfolds and everything. Oh man, I I'm, I'm glad he is currently doing. Uh, work over with AEW. Um, I listen to, uh, do you ever listen to his podcast at all? No, I haven't gotten a chance to get over to it. Um, he, they really, uh, he's done some good work over there and he's a type of guy that, uh, I believe really still to this day loves wrestling. And, uh, 
He's got his hands in a little bit of everything over there in AEW right now, but I always did love his announcing. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Well, that's that's actually one of my questions, and I'll go ahead and lead off with that, because though predominantly I talk about WWE on this show, at this point you cannot not talk about AEW and what they're doing. So what what are your thoughts about them, um, that whole organization starting up? Well, I think they're starting off from a good perspective with their, you know, their pay-per-view that just dropped. I feel like, you know, they're going to have a lot of eyes definitely plugged in, especially with, you know, Moxley just joined them and all that. And the way that it's happened and like, um, just can't wait to see when, you know, just how Fight for the Fallen happens and, well, Well, I guess we'll see what happens from there. Well, I'll tell you what, I haven't watched Double or Nothing. I've seen some clips and I've seen some matches, but, um, something that, um, Something I'm dealing with right now, and this is what's kind of made this show in general for me kind of, uh, I I kind of got a little down for a while there, and I just lost a little interest, because it seems like the internet is just nothing but nonstop trolling on everything. Just a lot of just negativity, just a cesspool of hatred for everything, and AEW <laughs> is like a breath of fresh air to me right now, but at the same time, I'm... I'm trying to enjoy just being a being a fan and just liking all of wrestling and that's why I I'm really excited that AEW is coming but I don't think they're going to be like a major competition as far as like complete competition like WCW was there for a little bit but yeah. I don't know they they might that that John Moxley interview kind of was a uh <laughs> I don't want to say it shed light on what's going on backstage because he didn't really say anything that we already didn't know, but hearing it still made you go, man, I wish they would get their crap together. Absolutely. I I don't think that they should take the competition route, but I feel like they probably are going to. Um, so what do you think? Cause I, I read a little article earlier today and, um, do you think there's going to be a lot of people jump ship to AEW? Because I read something earlier about how since they started this wild card rule for Raw and SmackDown, that there's there was legit 56 wrestlers who have not appeared on television because they're doing this wild card rule using the same guys wrestling over and over and over and over. I, I would think people would be jumping ship left and right. Well, um, that's that's a lot of wrestlers. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I I tell you, I, I can tell people are getting very. Um, even some of the talent seems really disgruntled. Uh, EC3, for example, <laughs> they did a, a scene this week. I can't remember if it was SmackDown or if it was Raw, but on this scene, you seen ECW for a second, and he he had like he he had 
nothing left in his tank. He just like he wasn't even trying to look like he was pushing the scene. <laughs> and and I kind of feel for him because I feel like since he's come back to over to WWE from Impact, I feel like Vince has just buried him to prove a point. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, um, I'm I'm looking for something new, and I'm hoping that AEW will cause them to do something new and it'll force them to be a little more creative with that being said one of the things that's upset me a lot about the fans and everybody just trolling non-stop you know wwe is everyone's demanding they want something new and different in the moment wwe does something new and different everybody complains even more like that 24 uh-huh. 7 championship belt I like that idea. I really think the belt has a lot of potential, but people hate that belt, and it just bothers me. Um, what, what do well, you? Th- the one issue that they do have, but a lot of people are trolling about that. I realize is that they made it a comedy route instead of you know actually putting some effort into the matches and making True. it a little comedy. Well, here's here's one of my thoughts on that though, is. I'm trying to look at a silver lining as in what what can they do to still keep it an interesting title and what the potential for this belt is even if they're going to do stupid slapstick comedy and make the belt seem kind of pointless they're giving people an opportunity to get on the air that you've not seen in a long time, or that doesn't even wrestle. Like, one of the guys been running around after this belt has been Drake Maverick, who's the, you know, the commissioner or whatever of 205, but he could even get the belt. So, I just think there's a lot of potential to get some people some time that they've just not given, you know, that people that they've buried. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that have not seen any airtime in a long time. Well, speaking of the comedy route, what do you think about what they're doing with Brock Lesnar? Well, from what I heard, he's coming out dancing, got his Brock Party shirt on, hoodie, boombox, Brock in the box, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> well, it, to me, that's that's silly, and I'm a big, like, I do not care for Brock Lesnar. I really don't. But if they're going to have him on there, and they're trying to shake it up a little bit, then why should I get upset when they're doing the exact thing that I wanted them to do was shake things up? So I think the whole Brock party's stupid, but I'd rather him do that than show up once every four months. True indeed. <laughs> well, okay. So, uh, um, let me ask you a little little question about yourself here. Um, do you uh, are are you married or are you you single? You 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 living with anyone? I'm single and currently mingling. Uh, oh. Living with my. Oh, did I lose you? <laughs> I lost you for a second there. You said, oh, I, said my people. Uh, I just said my people's uh, parents. Okay. Brothers, so, do, does any of them watch uh, watch wrestling with you? 
Unfortunately, not. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm married, and my wife would rather never watch wrestling if she could help it. What What sucks about I'll I'll watch wrestling occasionally on the big big screen TV, and my wife will be doing her own thing on her computer or on her phone, and never fails. She looks up at the most dumb time that they're doing something so stupid, and then she's like, "What crap are you watching?" And I'm like, "I, I got nothing. I can't defend this. I, I <laughs> it's horrible. Can't defend it. Yeah, it happens sometimes." So uh, how do how do you uh, operate um, with you uh, being blind? You said earlier you was listening to YouTube. Um, how does uh, um, well how how do you click on stuff? How do you search for stuff? Do you do a lot of voice recognition software? Well, I usually use my phone. My phone is my my best friend, my confidant, my 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 hand, my right hand. <laughs> All right, but, so um, Sari, Sari is your friend. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, I, I just navigate through YouTube. Um, I go through Hulu. Uh, I, I I try to find ways to get my wrestling in. That's cool, man. I, it's, um, I'm I'm just impressed that you still like listen to it because sometimes I'll be honest with you, I can't stand to watch it. And as I'm watching it, I can't imagine what it'd be like to listen. But then I got to thinking about it the other day and I'm like, I bet there's a lot of things that normally I wouldn't pay much attention to because I'm too busy watching it. That if I was listening, you might, you might actually hear stuff, whether it's commentary that I ignored or uh, other, other things has happened. So I, I just, I find that fascinating. Um, question. Um, you said you lost your vision about five years ago. Um, how do you personally now, uh, I, I guess I'm going to use the word gauge, like the women's division, because they have uh, pretty much became wrestlers oh, now. They actually the wrestle. Game all the way up to the, to the, ten, to the tenfold. You know, the, the way the physicality, just the, 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 the longevity of the matches, just, just the way they go through everything. Are you uh, an? Do you listen to NXT at all? Oh, absolutely! I pay attention to NXT, NXT UK. I'm, 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 I'm embroiled. Oh, that's that's cool. That's cool. I I found uh, I was in a discussion the other day on uh, in one of the Facebook groups that someone man- mentioned uh, that they were struggling with NXT UK, and I told them, <laughs> I said, you know, I feel your pain. But I think my problem with NXT UK is the fact that it's the last thing I always watch. So since it's the last thing I always watch, I'm kind of wrestled out for the week. And I'm just, I don't have that motivation. So it seems kind of dry to me. But I, I think there's a lot of potential in NXT UK. There, I, I, I see something going on there. You know, um, they have a lot of people that are probably not going to leave there ever. So, you right. know, um, there's a lot of people that that want to go there. I, I've been hearing that Drew McIntyre wants to go there very badly. I, I don't know why, but you know, <laughs> I don't. I I think it's because they have an actual uh, a, a group, fan base. a group, a fan base for Scottish wrestlers there. 
And I think he wants to pretty much, uh, you know, make his mark there as well. I would like to see personally make it to the main roster eventually, but that Piper Nevin, I would like to see her come over because she's a uh, heavy set uh, Scottish woman, and I'd like to see her and Nia Jax go go toe to toe. But I don't know if that'll ever happen or not. She may, she may never even leave, but apparently she's pretty big over there. I mean, well, I don't mean to be a pun there. I mean, like, she's pretty popular <laughs> over there. <laughs> uh, it, 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 well, I heard she was a pretty big one. She's she's as big as Nia Jax, I would say. I mean, she's um, she, she's got a lot of, uh, what I like about her, she's got a lot of spunk in her. A lot of, uh, <laughs> she she's not arrogant, and she's a little aggressive, but she's very confident, and and I, I just like her so far. So I'd like to see them do more with her in the future. Um, okay, this this is a question I wrote down the other night that I definitely want your thoughts on, because not being able to see what do you think about what they're doing with Bray Wyatt's new new uh, character? What do you think about that? I feel bad for him. He had it all at a moment, and I guess his backstage he just fizzled him out, and they they've really taken the the uh, they've taken the bricks off his his gas a lot. They just, they could have done. Undertaker could have so passed the torch to him. Oh, it, absolutely! And said, "You're the new dead man. You're the new guy." And instead of that happening, he was Bray Wyatt was man. He was top dog there for a while, and having the whole Wyatt family that was a stable that was like, okay, we can do something here. And they should have just ran all over everyone. He was hot as fish grease. You know, he, uh, unfortunately, I think it was the, like you said, he caught a lot of backstage heat. Um, I'm, I'm certain that uh, uh, relationship uh, with JoJo didn't help either. Uh, not at all. Well, I still think, though, I, I do, I know it's silly what they're doing with him, but at the same time, they already buried his main character. So if this has given him airtime, then at least he's not gone permanently, I guess. So we'll have to see how that how that goes. Um Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I showed that to my wife and my wife just looks at me and she's like, What in the hell is on TV now? I was like, oh no, it's his new it's his new gig and she's just shaking her head at me like I can't I can't even. Um one of my next questions I got for you is what do you think about the super showdown coming up soon in a couple weeks? I've heard some of the matches. Um I just don't like to follow pay per views that have no point. Yeah. Like two thousand four I would be very hyped for that Undertaker. Right. Over, man. 
uh, anything else is just like, I mean, I watch, you know, it's wrestling. <laughs> right. I enjoy the matches that happen, but um, I don't know. I don't. I my thing is the Undertaker. I give the man full respect. He is hands down the most respected man in the WWE wrestler. Period. Like everybody is always going to be a mark for Undertaker. But dude, they should have let the guy ride off into the sunset. And I've said this before, but you know, once he was defeated. Even that last time by Roman Reigns, they should have just let should have been it. I, I feel I feel like the story was great, you know, him trying to sit up and just probably almost couldn't, and then you know Roman saying stay down. He said he just had to put him down with that last spear. It just it, it, it told itself. Well, he's I don't mean to say it like this because obviously wrestlers wrestle forever, but. He's to a point now, he's done everything he could possibly do in his career, and more. He should just, they, they should quit, they, they bring him back just to get the fans all excited because the fans want him back so bad, but every time he comes back, it's a 15-minute walk to the stage with that stupid music, then he big boot, choke slam, tombstone, pin, and then it's over. And that's all he does now. And I don't blame the man. I just think it's dumb that WWE is took a man who's made so much a difference with the company, and now that's going to be his gig. Because let's be let me let's be honest here. Bill Goldberg is still to this day a tank. That dude is massive, and I don't care what anybody says. Bill Goldberg, if he spears a solid spear to the Undertaker one time. That would kill the it's, guy. That's what I'm afraid of. And and I don't want to see Bill Goldberg half-assing it at the Super Showdown because he doesn't want to break the Undertaker's back. So I... <sighs> and I know a lot of people uh, are upset, obviously, as always, um, about how Saudi Arabia is with with uh, like not wanting women wrestlers over there and whatnot, but my thought is they pay WWE like ten million dollars to do this show. Okay, yeah, I think for ten million dollars I'd do a show without women wrestlers. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think that's yeah. a question. But I, you can't impose our views over on them in Saudi. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen, so you don't have to watch, you know, people don't have to watch it, so that's that's what I say. If you don't don't want to follow it, then don't follow it. I'm trying to see right now what other matches they got lined up. Um, the Goldberg and Undertaker match, obviously. Um, this match, I think, is kind of silly, and maybe you have some insight on what you think about this, because uh, I like to an extent, Baron Corbin for the fact that when he crossed over from NXT, he took butt-kicking after butt-kicking after butt-kicking after butt-kicking, and now he's starting to get a push. 
and people are really like against him. But my thought is, he's doing it right. He's pay, he's paying his dues, and then they're giving him a push. And he's got a match at Super Showdown against him versus Seth Rollins. And I I really could care less about that match. What do you think about uh, Rollins or Corbin? Well, Rollins, uh, I'm 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 glad he did what he did at. And WrestleMania, you know, unfortunately the match went on first, but you know the storyline called for it, which I appreciate it. Um, I actually liked how WrestleMania started, but well, that's another story. But yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> um, Baron Corbin, he's he's, and you know he's he's his his mic skills have definitely picked up. I think so. Um, so, you know, um, he's their top hill at the moment. I mean, who else do they have on Raw besides him and Brock? I mean, and now that you're doing that wild card rule, you got the same, basically the same six wrestlers just doing Raw and SmackDown both, which kind of negates the whole point of the actual SmackDown only and Raw only roster. So, yeah. uh, I think that's, that's killing a lot of, uh, a lot of talent. Um, you mentioned uh, the WrestleMania match. The thing that bothered me the most is for a whole year, I was just so like upset with Brock Lesnar. I just cannot stand Brock Lesnar. I was just, and I just knew he was going to drop the belt at WrestleMania. And you got a guy who they've built up that just destroys everybody nonstop. And then Seth Rollins comes in and stomps his head three times and he wins. Are you kidding me? Like that's yeah. that's what took him out. I mean, at this point, they need to hit him with a car to, to you know, make it seem real. But Seth Rollins does three head stomps, and it's like, okay, game over. He could have kicked out. He could have did something. He just. Uh, uh. Yeah, I, oh, speaking of matches, I don't really care for the uh, WWE Championship. Um with Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler at the Super Showdown. I Dolph Ziggler is a great wrestler. He's got good mic skills lately. I kind of feel like his mic skills have just went to crap. I don't know what's going on with his new it should have been me kind of thing. But uh what are your thoughts on Kofi being champion, just out of curiosity? Do you like him as a current champion? Well, I'm not going to lie. As far as the aspect of, you know, uh, being a black champion, I was pretty happy about that. But other than that, you know, his his storyline has been pretty, uh, I'd say, up and down, okay. Uh, they haven't found anything for him, so they've been jumping him on Raw and SmackDown. See, I, and, I, was, I was excited for him to become champion because, I mean, I, I get it, you know, like the, the whole – because I didn't even rec- realize this either, but when they were like, oh, he's actually been one of the first black champions. And then when I started naming all these other champions, they're like, oh, no. They're, they're whether they were Samoan, whether it was a different title. And I was like, holy crap, they never really have had a, a black champion. So the fact that Kofi had been there for 11 years and has paid his dues, I was all about it. I was like, man, go, 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 go. But now that he got the title, it's like, now what? And... I just don't feel like he has that pop or that heat, and I think they're building it up just to have New Day 
split apart. That's what I think it is. I was saying that route. They're, they're probably building Big E to break up, and I can see, I, I can see they're a mile away at me. Because Big E is out on injury right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, obviously when he comes back, but um, right. I just got a feeling that might be the route that goes. And maybe that'll help his, you know, longevity. Because, you know, to, to be honest, they don't have anybody else to carry the belt at the moment, I don't think. I think Big E would be a great one to carry the belt. That guy is a tank, too. I mean, unfortunately, I think they're trying to build another Brock Lesnar character in that Lars Sullivan. And I think that's that's who they're going to end up being one of their top dogs. But when Big E comes back, I'd like to see him go out on his own because I think that guy, he's got the skills, he definitely has the mic ability, and he's entertaining to watch. But, uh, man, that guy, I've, I've seen him throw some people that you wouldn't think he'd be able to lift, but he, he's a strong man. Oh, what, what are your thoughts on, um, um, okay, for me personally, I I liked Roman Reigns, but I was furious about the push he got. Then he took time off with leukemia, and he came back. And I feel like they're doing exactly what they need to do with his character because instead of just giving him an obvious push, man, Roman Reigns has been getting the crap kicked out of him left and right. So <laughs> what what do you think about... Roman Reigns, and also, what do you think about him him and Shane's storyline right now? Well, I feel like he he's he deserves where he where he's at. Obviously, like he's 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 the king of the mid card at the moment. Let's 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 be true. But him and Shane, I don't know. I mean, it. it it's weird that Shane's a full-time, you know, in-ring performer. Right. And and it's, to me, it feels like... I'll tell you what it feels like to me. Um, were you ever a baseball fan growing up? Yeah. Okay, you know how the coach, if you always ask anybody, what position did the coach's son play? He was the pitcher. That's, that's just time. all the time. Well, I kind of feel that's kind of way I feel like with Shane. It's like, of course, he's a main guy right now. What what else is he going to be? So, I don't know what they're planning on doing with that. If when they're going to stop that feud, or when they're going to stop Shane being a full time wrestler. Which, mind you, Shane's not a bad wrestler, so I'm not knocking that at all. Actually, I'd rather see Shane wrestle than somebody do a piss poor job and botch move after move or, or have no mic abilities. So I'll give Shane that. He actually impresses me there. Um, other than that, though, uh, Roman Reigns, I I think he's right where he needs to be right now, even though obviously he's still Vince's boy and he's still going to get the push and he's still going to eventually end up with a championship. But I think what they should do is if they could build it up, which is too early to do this now, but if Rollins could hold that championship, that would be a good WrestleMania match is uh, Reigns versus Rollins. Oh, yeah. That's a match I'd actually want to see. Since the whole Shield thing's dead now. Oh, yeah. That's done. (laughs) 
Well, I see one of the other matches they got on the Super Showdown is Triple H and Randy Orton. If there's two people in the WWE that I could care less about, it's those two people. Um, only because Triple H, I feel, I feel like he needs to be full time head of like creative or something, and not, not wrestling and doing both. And Randy Orton. I've just not, I mean, I love the RKO, don't get me wrong, but I just, I don't have that desire to want to see Randy or Triple H fight, but I will say the Batista match at WrestleMania, I thought was superb. Um, do you, do you care much for Orton? I feel like Randy, not should hang it up, but, you know, he was one of my boys growing up back in the day, but they don't have anything for him, so it's just, it's just there, and just... Randomly, all the time. <laughs> it's it's almost like every once in a while you go, where's Randy Orton? And then all of a sudden he shows up, and he, and he has a feud out of nowhere. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay, I but guess so we're you, doing you, this. Go back and forth. You usually lose at the end and then disappear for a little bit longer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Intercontinental Championship is going to be on the line with Finn Balor versus Andrade. Um, You know, I loved Finn Balor, but I think the WWE is completely just underutilized him so much. And at this point, I just I don't even enjoy watching them as much. I really don't. And Andrade, were, yeah. uh, I, I I'm all right with him. I give or take, whatever. Well, from what I heard, he's one of Vince's boys, Andrade. And um, really, okay, that that makes a little sense because it seems like anymore he's getting pushed quite frequently. Yeah, you know, plus you know that there's someone behind his ear. Wink, wink. Right. Charlie. <clears throat> <laughs> um, this could be a good fight. Um, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Or They're going to tear it down. Oh, go ahead. They're going to tear it down. Lashley's going to do some things that no one has seen in a while. Uh-huh. And Braun's probably going to win, but at the end, they're going to tear it down. Think so? That, that's a sleeper match. Well, those two are are big hosses, and let me tell you, um, when you see, and I always thought this was funny, and this is not even current Braun. I'm talking Braun Strowman about nine, ten months ago who had a lot more body fat on him. And, you know, it's one thing when you see somebody throw another wrestler and they bend their knees and then they kind of jump and help assist. Braun Strowman is legit one of the only people I've ever seen that can grab anybody of any size and throw them like they are ragdolls, like nothing. Hmm. So, but Bobby Lashley, though, man, that is a freak of nature. And and uh, I kind of like Bobby Lashley. Um, I think they got a lot of big guys now that they're really not sure what they want to do with, but Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman... 
I just I just want to see them both just run full speed and just collide and center ring. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, they're doing the biggest battle royal of WWE history. 50 superstars. So, all right, I guess. I have no idea who's being in the battle royal. Well, let, let's, let's say this, too, though. Um, okay, so let's say... Let's say they have the greatest roster for this they've ever had in the history. Let's say they have every... Let's say they bring DX out and Stone Cold shows up and Mick Foley. And let's say they just throw everybody in there. There's still no point. If you win, what do you win? Nothing. It's not like you win a number one contender spot. It's gimmick battle royal. Right. It's just... It is what it is. It's just a battle. Because even with... Like during WrestleMania, the battle royal they do, the Andre the Giant Memorial, at least you carry that title around for like that whole year. Oh, the battle, you know, Andre the Giant Battle Memorial winner. And, and it's it's kind of a, a bit of a um, certificate or an achievement. But this right here, it's like, all right, so I guess there's got to be a winner. No prize has been... It says right now no prize has been announced, but I think if they gave gave it a, a, a surprise that or a, a prize that would be better. Something else I would like to see too, um, off topic for a split second. I think they need to start throwing curveballs with their story writing, and I would like to see somebody cash in like the money in the bank for something stupid. Like what if Brock says, I don't care about the titles, I'm taking the Intercontinental? Oh, man. That would add value to some of these other belts that nobody cares about. Like, well, you guys can fight over the big belt all you want. I want the United States title. It's mine, and no one's going to get it. I think that would make things interesting, but, you know, that ain't going to happen. Now, back to uninteresting, Lars Sullivan is going to be fighting the whole Lucha House Party at the Super Showdown. I feel bad for them, but they they can make it interesting, but at the same token, it's going to be a 15-minute slaughterhouse. There's something I want to ask about Lars Sullivan. Um, What... I'm sure you've heard of the controversy of his uh, tweets and his uh, comments he's made 10 years ago or whatever. Um, what, how does that affect you? Do you think, do you think less of him? Do you, does it affect you at all whatsoever? Do you think wrestlers that do stuff outside of the WWE should be held accountable inside WWE or what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I feel like, you know, some people feel how they feel deep, 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 dark inside. And sometimes it comes to the light at, at different times. But, you know, um, uh, you know, sometimes when you feel how you feel at a certain moment, you can say certain things that, you, you know, sometimes you have to apologize and, and own up to. And if you own up to them, mostly, you know. What do you do, you know? <laughs> well, okay, so like, 
for example, Hogan. I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts on on Hogan's past? Should Hogan is is he is he a redeemable talent, or do you think he should be buried forever? I think he should just let it go. If they want him to come back, collect their, collect your checks and just go about your business, guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know he came back at WrestleMania. He just had his entrance and he walked out and. My wife asked me, she's like, is he going to fight? I was like, no. She's like, then why did he come out? I was like, because they're testing the, the public. They're seeing how people react. That's the, only re- that's the only reason he had to come out. They wanted to see how many people were still pissed off at him. Because if the whole world was like, screw him, he's a racist asshole, then, you know, he'd have been gone forever. So I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. But that's, I know there's a lot of wrestlers nowadays that seem to be uh, getting really stupid with social media, and they're definitely paying for it. Like uh, Sasha Banks, for example. Obviously, her she's her issues have been more over creative and what's going on with her career. Um, she her thing isn't a racist thing, but they've definitely punished her. So I don't know what if she's going to have a future or not. Let's see here. Now, let's talk about NXT TakeOver a little bit for a moment. Um, I won't have to go through every match, but I just, I like, um, I really enjoy and appreciate that you came on to talk to me about this stuff today because I, I like to hear not only other people's opinions, but once again, coming from somebody who sits and listens to wrestling, I'm just curious what, you know, what you really enjoy and what, you know, stands out to you. Because I, I would imagine being blind, one of the hardest things about a show like NXT or NXT UK is there's so many new people that come out all the time. I would think it'd be mm. kind of hard to keep track. Uh, theme songs help a lot. I'll tell you that much. Theme <laughs> songs help a lot. <laughs> But um, do you miss the pyro? Uh, not really. Some, I mean, some people do. Some people need the pyro. I I miss the pyro, but I I would be happy if they just did pyro on pay per views. Like I think that gives it that little added flair, that little added showmanship. But they've pretty much eliminated it all. Like even WrestleMania. There, there's the only pyro they had at WrestleMania was the normal fireworks they do. So, um, yeah, I, I, I miss it. Um, the main match though in NXT uh, Takeover coming up is going to be Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, and I know this is a, a repeat match, but man, I think anything Johnny Gargano does is magic, and Adam Cole is right up there with him. What are your thoughts on those two? Adam Cole, baby. Really? You're gonna be you're gonna go Adam Cole? No, I I don't think he'll win. But because you know, this is Johnny's first technical, you know, title defense. But um you know, I'm just saying the the way that the card is set up, Undisputed Eric can just leave with everything if they wanted to. I think the Undisputed Era 
I, I think I would like to see them move to the main roster and maybe add a couple people in the in the mix and have them oh, just yeah. run things. The greatest stable out known to man. I I think that they're the closest thing you have to DX that you've had in a long time. And that and I don't mean it as in like they're innovative and they're they're, you know, troublemakers, but they're the closest thing to a group that people actually remember and actually know. And I think you could add a couple you could add a couple stars on the main roster to them and really make them shine, I think so. But I'm a big Johnny Gargano fan, can't lie. I think his slingshot DDT is one of the coolest things I've seen in years. And, and uh, I can also see him losing the title so he can be main roster. But I hate it when they cross over to main roster anymore because once they get to the main roster, they bury him. The golden shovel. The great golden shovel. <laughs> what, what do you, well, okay. Uh, what, what do you think about when they were tag teaming Ricochet and Aleister Black? What was your thought on those guys? Uh, I couldn't see it really because you know, Ricochet he's all over the place. Alistair he's he's low key, but they were winning. They were book gigging book great. I felt like they uh-huh. had a name names and a hat at one point, and they just pulled him out and they said Ricochet. All right, who else we got? Uh, Alistair Black. Man, these two don't go together uh-huh. at all. Ah, screw it. <laughs> we'll make it work. I think they did make it work, too. Now they're separated now. And now they're trying to let Aleister Black do his own like singles run right now. But I actually enjoyed them as a tag, tag team. And I kind of wish they were back together. Um, Ricochet has been having matches on Raw. And mm-hmm. Aleister's just been cutting promos on SmackDown. But at the same time... I don't. If they're going to bury them and and make the talent go sour, I'd rather them not force them. So, like if if Ricochet and Aleister Black are not going to do much with them right now, I'd rather them not put together junk matches with them for no reason, just to get people to not care about them. Kind of like they did with like the B team and stuff like that. Um, going back to NXT Championship. Um, Shayna Baszler, as I like to call her, the uh, female Samoa Joe versus Io uh, Shirai. I, 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 oh, I just do not like Shayna Baszler. I just don't like her. Uh, but I tell you this much: she could be very easily. You could form a stable with her too. Almost oh, definitely. Io Shirai, um, I was kind of hoping that Paige was going to bring Io Shirai and uh, Kyrie Sane to you know as the tag team instead of being Oscar. So I felt bad. I, I feel very very bad for Oscar. They have definitely just uh, they've 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 put her in the dirt for real. Oh my gosh, yes. 
but here's here's what I was I was talking to somebody at work about this one day, and I was like, here's the problem though. And and I and I mean this with the utmost respect to anyone. So this is not me, you know, trying to sound like a, a dumb, uneducated American. You got to be able to talk. If you're going to be on the mic cutting promos, we got to understand you. We can't. If there's a bit of a language barrier, wrestling fans are pretty simple. We we need simplicity. And if you can't understand somebody, it's kind of like. Shinsuke Nakamura, that dude is garbage on the mic, but man, he is a force to be reckoned with, and they've buried him. Yeah. So I I think that's what happened with Oscars. I think they put her in the dirt, but to try to make amends, I think they're trying to put her with the tag team. But with WrestleMania being in Tampa this year with a pirate theme. Why would they not have brought Kiri Sane and Io Shirai as the Sky Pirates? Why, why would they not have kept them together for that paper or for WrestleMania? That would have made a lot of sense. That would have made a, a lot, lot of sense. But or maybe there's still something in the cards. But I, I don't. I do feel. I agree with you, man. They done Oscar dirty. J- just for what? So so Charlotte could be 17 time world champion because it's coming. She's she's gonna they they've got plans for her. She's gonna get that seventeen time, which you know I don't mind you breaking your father's record. That's that's cute and all, but how many years did your father? How many how many years did Ric Flair wrestle? I mean, how is how is she gonna break the record in seven years versus his forty year career? You know, that's kind of crappy. Whatever. It's jive. It's jive, I tell you. <laughs> uh, NXT North American Championship coming up. Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. I thought that was an interesting uh, match because I'll tell you right now, I'm a huge mark for Tyler Breeze. I think Prince pretty. he was underutilized. I think his gig with coming out with a selfie camera, I think he captured... The whole, you know, I don't want to use the word millennial, but I think he captured the generation with that that character, and I and I hated what they done with him and Fandango. But I think Tyler Breeze, I think he could be like a contender someday. I think they could do something more with him, but I feel like they just bury him. But him going back to NXT versus the Velveteen Dream. I would I wouldn't mind seeing him beat the Velveteen Dream. To be honest with you, it could happen, but you know, Velveteen Dream would need. This is a victory. I feel like he really, really, really needs under his belt to have something to you know another, a, another accolade to make him make him a little more relevant. I guess. Yeah, especially that title. You know, it's been bouncing back and forth for a couple months, couple years. I did like though how when the Velveteen Dream earned that number one contender spot, that he chose the North American title over the NXT Championship. I did like that he did that. I I thought 
that <laughs> I think that made that belt that much more special. Absolutely. Uh, now they have the vacant NXT Tag Team Championship. So it's going to be the Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits versus the Forgotten Sons versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. Now, I'm going to say right now that Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch are beasts, and I would love nothing more than to see them get a push. And I'll be honest with you, the Street Profits, they've grown on me too. Forgotten Sons, they are what they are. But, man, if the Undisputed Era could win that, if Adam Cole could lock down the uh, the championship, um, then I think they could do... Because hmm, there's, what, four people in, in the Undisputed Era? Yeah, Roderick Strong, the fourth member. So he has got- a match with Matt Riddle. I think you should do, because um, I'm trying to remember the other two, because I know Bobby Fish and there's the one guy I always forget. I think those two should get the tag team championship. I think Bobby Adam Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. That, that's it. That's right. I think Adam Cole should have the main champion. And how badass would it be if Roderick Strong took the North American and the Undisputed Era was just ruling NXT? All belts. Oh man! And then let's say they they add a female to their group, so they could take over the women's belt too. Oh my gosh, that would I think that would set them up to move forward to the main roster. With all those belts, oh yeah. Oh, that would be so Drip cool. Drip and gold. Drip and gold. That that'll be about like kind of like when Evolution was running everything for a while there. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not gonna lie though. I love Matt Riddle. So, I, I Roderick Strong, I think, is a good, solid wrestler. Uh, his mic skills are, are good. But I just, I don't know. There's something about Matt Riddle that I, I want to see him succeed. Um, I, they're going uh, to steal the show. They're going to steal the show. I, I think so. I think, uh, I think you're going to see Matt Riddle come out and people are exp- expecting him to just dominate and I think uh, Roderick Strong see if they were smart, Roderick Strong would come out and they'd, they'd put on a hell of a match and still the show you give Roderick Strong the win and that sets him up to be a main guy to go after the North American Championship Got it I mean who else is there in line Matt, Matt Riddle I mean, and you can only do him versus Velveteen Dream so many times in a row before people are like, okay, we get it. You got nobody else. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's time for them to get drifting gold. <laughs> i tell you what would be cool, though, and I, and I would totally be down for this, too, if somebody from NXT UK, like, what if Pete Dunne crossed over to NXT. And, oh, man. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm cool with not everybody. I don't want everybody to jump to the main roster because once you jump to the main roster, you disappear like Tyler Breeze did or like Apollo Crews. You just vanish. And if you're not one of Vince's guys, then... You're not going to put the time. 
Oh, speaking of, I gotta I gotta mention this guy. Um, I didn't even get a chance to really talk about him earlier, but uh, dude, I, I'm I'm such a mark for Elias, and I am so <laughs> glad he is getting the push that he's getting right now. But I can imagine if I had no sight. Just listening to him makes me laugh so much because he talks some mad smack to the crowd. Does he ever? I mean, he says stuff that I'm just like, oh, damn, he went there. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and I know that's their job and I know that's the show, but dang, he says some stuff sometimes that you're just like, like, wow, that's a, that's a low blow. He is talking about their kids not having a future or, I mean, (laughs) stuff like that. So I I really enjoy Elias and I hope that he has a future. Um, Shout to the stars. <laughs> now I did enjoy what they did the other night um, at the end of SmackDown. I I seen it got a lot of heat, but I enjoyed it. Um, when Roman Reigns they they had that big fight at the very end of the show and Roman Reigns ended up knocking Elias down and then dragging R-Truth over to him to get the title back. I thought that was pretty cool. Some people were ragging on it saying, you know, uh, it makes the title look a little low class because, you know, Roman just was like, I forget it. That's that's a lesser title. You go ahead and get it. But But it it, kind of pushes him as a a face, though. Yeah. I feel like it was a guy's his friend, so he was... He was like, yeah, get your title back, you know? Right. Like, that that was your title, man, and, and I'm trying to take care of business over here, so, man, go get your title back. I just, I thought that was a good uh, sportsmanship kind of thing, but I know I know that went down. A lot of people didn't, didn't dig that at all. Is he back? He's back. Hello? Yeah, I got you back. All right. I'm going to the phone. Sorry about that. Uh, that's all right. That's that's okay. It said I was on hold, so I was like, oh, technical difficulties. I was getting ready to play some uh, Ric Flair uh, kazoo music. <laughs> Yeah, I have a soundboard full of stupid stuff. <laughs> hey, it helps. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not. I don't use it that often though during the show. But um, this show so far, uh, what I the the way I was doing it was me and a friend were basically reviewing kind of kind of like what we did tonight. I would do Raw, I would do SmackDown, 205, NXT, NXT UK. And I'd go through the matches for the whole week, and we'd talk about it and give our opinions and whatnot. And I got this soundboard so I can do my intro music and my outro music and some other sounds. I don't really utilize it a lot yet, but I'm kind of at that stage, that early stage of trying to figure out what I want to do with this show. Because 
in the beginning, it was going to be WWE only. Um, I think if you're a true wrestling fan, it's impossible not to talk about anything else as well. I mean, like you got to AEW, you have to bring it up. Um, I haven't heard anything major from Impact lately, but man, New Japan, Ring of Honor, I was always a fan of. Anything in the whole Mexican Lucha Underground stuff, I'm a fan. And I'm a big fan of my indie scenes, too. Um, I, I like independent wrestling as well, so I don't hey, know what I, I'm going to do yet, but I, I, I do appreciate it. To it I, I, I'm all in. All in. <laughs> well, I appreciate you giving me your time tonight because uh, I, I think it's cool. I think I think the world needs more positivity. I think the world needs more fans, and it all these podcasts I listen to, uh, all the stories that I read on Facebook, it just seems like it's a just negative garbage, nonstop, just complaining, complaining, complaining. And though there's a lot of people who have legit reason to complain. To me, that it, it's almost exhausting because I don't want to read read about just all this negativity. And social media has destroyed wrestling, in my opinion, because I know I know too much. Like we know Big E is injured and he's going to be out a while. Well, what happened to the days we didn't know that? Because during the Attitude Era, if Stone Cold hurt his knee and he is out, they played it into the story. And then we just didn't know what happened to him. And then five months later, that that glass breaks, and he walks out, and it's like, oh, my gosh, he's here. Nowadays, you get 15 messages saying, oh, hey, Stone Cold's at the stadium tonight. He's coming out. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything's constantly ruined. So, uh, I don't – I'm trying not to buy into it that much, and I'm also trying to put together a more positive show. Um, before I close up, um, this, this episode, um, I want to talk to you a little about 205 Live, because that's about the only show we haven't talked about. There isn't that much to say about it right now, but, uh, I do enjoy Tony Nese being the current champion, but do you Sorry. think, do you think it's necessary right now, 205 Live, or do you think it's going to be good, bad? What are your thoughts? Well, I feel like. It's definitely a division, and I'm glad they do have a show to put a light on more, you know, people, you know, because a lot of good matches do come out of those episodes sometimes. Um, yeah, it's just it brings on more opportunities, more jobs, more everything. Well, I, I kind of wish they could do a women's division show. Okay, you mean like just take the the women's division, um, like okay, so if two hundred five lives get an hour, why not give an hour to the women's division? Hey, absolutely. I think I I've actually said something like that before. I would like for them to do that, but I think the problem they would have is I think they would turn around and be like, it's not fair that you're segregating us. But at the same time. I think there's going to be people that won't watch it because they they're maybe not much of a fan. But on oh, the other have their own fan base. On they, the other they, hand, the women's they, wrestling is huge now. 
That's what I mean. They'll they'll probably have a bigger fan base than some shows on the network. And it's going to, it's, it's, uh, I feel like it's a game changer if they just try it. Do you think they need two championships right now, a women's Raw and a women's SmackDown? Mm, I feel like they should keep it as it is at the moment. But we'll have to see because, I mean, some people are stamped for just one show, but. Right. Others go back and forth. Well, what about the tag team? Because I'll be honest with you, I was completely, completely down to do a tag team for the women's until I realized once Bailey and Sasha got it that holy crap, there's no tag teams, and the Iconics—they're the perfect balance of of looks and annoyance, but. Man, uh-huh. they get their butt kicks every night to go out there. Like they, they're they're almost like jobbers right now. Every time they come out, they lose. Yeah, and it's like they only the only time they win is at the title matches. Right. So who are you gonna put that belt on right now? Because I think it's completely ridiculous that they just lose constantly. So, but I don't I don't really have a better. There's really no tag teams. I mean, you got Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. But that's, about it. that's about it. And now that Ruby Riot's out on injury, um, I, let's let's be honest with you. The whole okay, uh, what, what's her name? Gosh, because I know Sarah Logan and uh, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, obviously, she's got the looks. She's a decent wrestler. She doesn't really have mic skills. Sarah Logan, as far as I concern, she exists. She's like a like a Tamina character, like she's just there. So mm. you're not going to put a belt on the Riot Squad, and as far as I'm concerned, the Riot Squad is pretty much dead. Yeah, I mean you can put the belt on the. Oh, what are they? They they got a stupid name for them too. The um, pages, Oscar uh, and uh, Kari Sane. They're called oh, like I forgot the name. Um, like Kabuti Warriors Kabuki or something. Warriors. There we go. <sighs> Kabuti Warriors. What a name! Uh, who who's naming this crap? I mean, for real. What what is who is naming all of these people right now? Like the the Viking experience, and then they the, when the fans like demanded, they weren't you know quit being stupid, change it. So they changed it to the Viking Raiders. Why did they change it in the first place? Yeah, the War Raiders was okay. Right. Well, apparently Vince doesn't like the word war. I think I think Vince is losing touch, man. I think he's he needs to and and, and the bad part is kinda like okay, this is the way I feel about Vince right now, and, and I hate to say it like this, but this is the way I'm gonna say it. Because I don't talk politics and I don't talk religion. But hear me out when I say what I say. When Obama was president, the public said, no way do I want Obama to go away. Otherwise, they're going to hand it to Joe Biden. Like, that's your option. So right now, if Vince was to step down, who's it going to go to? Stephanie and Shane? Well, Stephanie's already proved that she... 
when it comes to creative, really butchers it. And Shane, I think, is too worried about his own wrestling career to do anything else. So mm-hmm. if Vince would step down creative-wise, who would control it? Which they did bring Bruce Pritchard back, um, who was in charge uh, of creative during the Attitude Era. But as long as everything's PG, I don't see what, how they're going to do anything with the Attitude Era. Like type type programming. I mean, it's just. I think it's sad when they when they try to do more. So I don't know. I I like I said. I'm trying try not to be too negative because I just enjoy wrestling. I, I man, back back. You you were talking about it yourself, man. We are we are '90s fans. Everybody at school had a DX shirt. Everybody is walking around going suck it. You know, <laughs> everybody. I was uh. <laughs> a while back at my last job one night I was in the break room and we were all eating and it got really quiet and a couple of the guys were talking about who their favorite wrestlers were and we got talking about Mike skills and I was like man hands down hands down greatest of all time on the mic was the rock and one of the guys looked over at me, and keep in mind, his break room is quiet. And the one guy looks over at me and says, Shh, The Rock, whatever, man. That's, uh, you know, he started trash talking him. And I looked at him and said, So tell me this then. I was like, Who, who is better than The Rock? And he's like, Well, I think. And I said, It doesn't matter who you think. And like, Why? <laughs> 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 and the whole room like looks up and they're staring at me and that guy just looked at me and started shaking his head and he's like I knew better. He's like I walked right into that. <laughs> so I I want to have those memories today. I want a wrestler to come out to do something that sticks for this generation to where we can say, "Oh, I remember when Stone Cold started doing what?" Or I remember when this happened. Like, right now, I don't feel like there's any it's, moments that really... almost there with Brian, but they get these hands. Right. But then they started backing off of him. They, they, they started off by making him this undefeatable monster like Brock was. And I was like, oh, there we go. Let's do something with this. And then they suddenly, next thing you know, now he's getting beat up all the time. But get these hands? Yeah, they, they started doing something with that. And I, and I and I totally like I even I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm, I'm I I even like when they would bring out Heath Slater and and him be talking about like he's got kids and stuff like that. I just to me that's that I think there's a place for comedy in wrestling, but I just want right now more than anything to have have some new moments that is gonna be moments for this generation. Absolutely. It's just not going to be many. No. No, because right now, especially from listening to that John Moxley interview, which, like I said, he didn't really say anything that we already didn't know, but that place is so heavily micromanaged with what people say that they're all afraid to lose their jobs and nobody wants to say they won't say something or they won't do something. And I just feel like it's so heavily scripted that the wrestlers have just lost the lost the joy to want to to want to try to be creative. 
I don't know. I wholeheartedly agree. But maybe with the AEW, things will change. Um, I, I, like I said, I don't think AEW is going to, like, I did read somewhere today where they announced that they are trying to get Wednesday nights to be, uh, uh, AEW will be on Wednesday nights. So they're not trying to compete with WWE. But if they put together a good enough story, I'm telling you, the fans, they'll, they'll jump ship. So, I don't Absolutely. know. All righty. Well, um, unless you have any closing remarks or anything you'd like to share, any pearls of wisdom, um, uh, in, in closing, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. So, uh, Boogie, do you got anything you would like to like to say to anybody watching the show? Or, uh, any, well, anything? I still appreciate the people that are listening, and thank you for tuning in. All right. Uh, one last thing I'm going to throw out real quick is, as usual, uh, this show is sponsored by PixelNerd.ca. If you guys need a web page put together um, or some graphic design, this man, Keith, Keith Olson, he's all over it. He did my SoberWrestling.com website. Great man, knows his stuff. Contact him at pixelnerd.ca. He's got his number. He's got his email address. Everything's posted there. He can give you some quotes. Great man to work for. He's very personal, and he'll make sure that you are 100% satisfied on anything he works on. So, need any graphic work done? Contact Keith Olson at pixelnerd.ca. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned. Probably going to do a show on Sunday night after uh, TakeOver airs on Saturday. So, Hopefully by Sunday night slash Monday, I'll have the next episode out. So thank you all for listening. Take care.